Welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is Ray Paris. You're watching the Ray Paris Show. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Boy, we have quite a bit to unpack for you today. Man, we have a lot of news coming hot off of the Twitter press. We have so much going on in our common culture. We are going to get into that, and um, let's, let's, let's get into it. We have the city of Oakland goes trending twice on social media in a week. A lot of it has to do with President Donald Trump and is Oakland, Detroit, and Baltimore, are those cities actually living in hell? We are going to talk about that. Also, too, Mayor Libby Schaaf and NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace teaches us something about racism. All, I'm sure you guys have heard of this, about Bubba Wallace, and there was an, uh, an alleged noose that was found in his garage, in his NASCAR garage. But, and, and also, too, there was some form of racism that was, that was thought to be of racism. There was some instruments found in Lake Mare in Oakland. People thought that that was racism, and both incidences, thankfully, were not racist. But we learned something about that. I'm going to actually get into that later on. COVID, COVID-19 makes a reappearance in the news after taking a few weeks off while we had riots and protests all around the country. It makes a major comeback. And also, too, did you see that cancel culture takes takes a victim, takes two victims, and that's Bart Simpson and Paw Patrol. What does that mean? We'll get into that later on, but later, but right now, what I actually want to get into is uh, many people on Twitter are not happy about at all about President Trump. If you guys are first-time listeners here, or maybe you guys actually know me, you know I have had some uh, – Extensive experience in Oakland, being an Oakland Raider fan, I had a lot to do with trying to keep the Raiders in Oakland, and a lot of that had to do with me going to city council meetings and you know, trying to keep the Raiders here in Oakland and speaking to council members and the mayor, Mayor Gene Kwan, Mayor Libby Schaaf. So I don't want you guys thinking that this is just me bashing on Oakland just because the Raiders weren't able to stay in Oakland. That's just not the case at all. If anything, one of the reasons why I wanted the Raiders to stay in Oakland was for these reasons itself. So I want to go to that. I want to actually play President Trump's um, comment um, <clears throat> that was recent that many of you guys don't like. Let's actually listen to – excuse me. Let's listen to the his actual comment. We're going to get that up right away. Play the tape. Cities that are – Worse, in some cases, far worse. Take a look at Detroit. Take a look at what's happening in Oakland. Take a look at what's happening in Baltimore. And everyone gets upset when I say it. They say, oh, is that a racist statement? It's not a racist. Frankly, black people come up to me, say, thank you. Thank you, sir, for saying it. They want help. These cities, it's like living in hell. But last, uh, last week, and I think two weeks before that, they shot 14 and 18 people killed and 68 people in Chicago. 104 last weekend. Five so <clears throat> what I want to know from you guys, and, I, and this, this is what I'd like to know, why many of you guys are not happy about that. Okay, so here's what I really want to talk about because of my experience in Oakland. What about that is wrong? How many of you guys in Oakland are not happy about that? Is it could be? Could it be that maybe you guys are so desensitized to those comments? He's not, President Trump isn't talking about the people. He's not talking about the culture. 
He's not talking about the food or the music or the sports team. He's talking about the politicians. As a Mexican, as a Mexican-American, I love the Mexican culture, but I do not love the Mexican government. As a Pacific Islander, a native of Guam, I love the Guamanian culture, the Chamorro culture. But that doesn't mean I have to love the Guamanian government. We want to talk about violent crimes and homicides. This isn't heaven. You actually want to talk about what the homicide rate or how homicide is affecting the community of Oakland? You really want to know that? Over at KTVU, I want to share this with you. KTVU, they report – over at KTVU, they report Oakland sees 7% increase in violent crime for 2019. And it reports Oakland city leaders met Monday to discuss crime data from last year, which shows an uptick of violent activity in the city. In 2019, there were over 400 more cases of violent crime in Oakland than the year before, an increase of 7%. There were 74 homicides in 2019, seven more than the previous year. Mayor Libby Schaaf said despite the increase of crime, the city is becoming safer. Yeah, sure. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Also, two, how many grocery stores do you see in Oakland? One. How many liquor stores are there in Oakland? Take a stab. Take a stab at how many. Take a stab Okay, here's the thing. So I have a friend of mine who's uh, Hall of Fame Nash. She feeds this is so this is my conversation actually with her and to everybody who is listening. Okay, I've stepped foot in Oakland, as so has Jules, Hall of Fame Nash. We've gone to encampments. We've seen people. Julie herself has seen people have seen homeless have urine in in milk cartons. That's not heaven, and. To mind you, a Republican hasn't been elected in Oakland in, since 1875. How many grocery stores are there in, o- in East Oakland? One. How many liquor stores are in Oakland? I'll give you a hint. It's double digits. 20. How many check cash and goes are there in Oakland? 12. No Republican has been in Oakland for the last almost 100 years. Because you know what it is? Is that people don't feel safe living in Oakland. In East Oakland. This isn't about left or right. The other day, I had a, I texted a friend of mine, and I wanted to ask her. I said, "Hey, I want," and she's no Republican by any means. Don't get that twisted. She is no Republican, and I wanted to ask her, "What did you think? What did you think about these comments?" And I said, "Tell me." And I asked her, "Did you see those comments by President Trump?" And she says, "Yeah, I did." And I said, "What are your thoughts on it?" And my question to her, so I said, she said, yeah, I heard about them. And I said, you being from Oakland, what do you, what do you know? What do you think about those comments? She goes, it's all I know. And I said, I've talked to a couple people in East Oakland, and I just wanted to get their thoughts. And she goes, I can't compare to anywhere else. So whether it's hell or not, it's my hell. She continues, it's a war zone. It's a danger zone. It's a scary place to live. It's no place I want King to grow up in, King, her son. But it's full of life and love. Correct. It's full of life and love. It very much is. Great people. But the politicians have failed you. Over the last 12 years, Oakland has gotten more progressive, but yet you've seen homelessness increase. You've seen drug use increase. You've seen crime increase. When, I'm, when I was trying to keep the Raiders in Oakland and I went to City Hall, I had to step over needles, step over 
were defecating over themselves. While I'm entering into City Hall, I see a group trying to eradicate straws while they have needles just all over the place. They care more about straws than they do needles. You see so much illegal dumping. A friend of mine, a former mayoral candidate, Ken Houston, ran for mayor. And today, on his Periscope, today, on his Facebook Live, deep East Oakland, he had cars all over the place just stripped down, one on fire, illegal dumping. You see marks of, 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 um, uh, of, of gang violence. This isn't heaven. This isn't heaven. That's hell. How dare those politicians let you beautiful people live in this? That's not heaven. Look at this. This, this simple Google search. Google search. Larry Reed has been Larry Reed, who has been mayor, or excuse me, has been on the city council for over thirty years. Thirty years. Has this to say on his uh, on on the city of Oakland page. He goes, dear friends and neighbors, thank you for taking the time to visit District 7 website. Since I began my career in public service for the city of Oakland over 30 years ago, and as a member of city council since 1997, I have worked tirelessly to improve the quality of life for not only District 7 residents, but also for the residents of the entire city of Oakland. Through the improvements of economic development, by the way, Walmart just left not even four years ago. Through the improvements in economic development, supporting and creating public safety initiatives and charitable projects throughout the district, also we've seen an increase of illegal dumping. I have continued to work, improve the perception and daily life of all East Oakland residents. Also, look, with all due respect, and look, I I also want to say this, that my friend, uh, Hall of Fame Nash, who I actually um, put up here, she says that uh, she, she made a comment on Facebook earlier, with all due respect, right, is she said that we need to have better Voter education. What good is voter education if Oakland continuously has liberal progressives running for office? Maybe do you think maybe, just maybe, to have somebody more independent, more libertarian, maybe somebody with conservative values, maybe somebody that actually wants the police there? There's also another Gallup poll that was over uh, by the U.S. News. I'm searching Gallup's Gallup finds. Okay, study Chicagoans want more police support. It continues the majority of Chicago residents living in low-income communities don't trust law enforcement, but at the same time they want to see more police in neighborhoods. According to the recent report that Gallup and the Center for for Advancing Opportunity, a Washington D.C.-based research and education initiative, correct. Oakland needs more security. They need more law enforcement. The way how you combat crap law enforcement is by investing and getting better law enforcement. You want to know why? You want to know why that's necessary? It's because grocery stores need to know that investment is going to be secure. You also need to have more banks in your city. You also need to have more homes that people are going to want to live there knowing that gang violence isn't going to be on the next episode of Gang Wars on Netflix. President Trump hasn't been in office for the last 20 years. But Democrats have been. I'm, I am and, – and, and I am all for having this conversation. As a matter of fact, I'm going to extend this invitation to my friend Hall of Fame Nash right now. I am more than willing, more than – because I've done this before. I'm willing to go out to East Oakland to feed the hungry again. I'm willing to go into the encampments to see filth everywhere. 
The city of Oakland hasn't done anything, or excuse me, liberal politicians in Oakland haven't done anything. I've even had people in my direct messages say, I hate Donald Trump, but he did say one thing right. I think it's sad that a great city, for the most part, from the Rock Ridge to the Lake Merritt's to the East to, to the Oakland Hills, these are great people. And the thing is, is when you want to keep somebody under your thumb, you tell them everything's going to be okay. That's how you keep control of people. Don't worry about it. Everything's good. But you know how you take care of people when you tell them something that they don't like? You know what? It's okay. Let me give you free needles. Don't worry about it. Takes needles, overdoses, can't hold a job, can't pay taxes. Now you have needles all over the floor. You have homeless everywhere. We don't want cops. We'll police ourselves. Gang violence goes up. One, one grocery store in East Oakland. When you have one grocery store in East Oakland, that means you don't have any other grocery stores competing to drive prices down. When you, when you have nothing but liquor stores everywhere, that's not on the president. That's on local leaders. You, like, you can vote and you can have – or excuse me, you can have all kinds of uh, you know, voter uh, education. But what good is voter education if – if all you're doing is voting in the typical liberals year in and year out, those, those photos that I just showed you of filth everywhere, illegal dumping everywhere, that's not 20 years old. That's recent. That's not heaven. That's hell. The culture's not hell. The culture's awesome. I love the culture. Many of you guys who are my friends that have known me, I love going to Oakland. I want Oakland to get better, and it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Seeing guys like Larry Reed, who's been a council member for 30 years, claiming that Oakland is getting better, and he hasn't done jack squat for the city of Oakland. The people need to vote won't be voting for the people in office. That's the point, right? But who are the people that are running in Oakland? It's not a conservative, so you can't blame Republicans. You can't blame libertarians. You can't even blame independents. This, this problem of people that are – you have gang violence. You have food deserts. You don't have any banks. You don't have any investments coming in East Oakland. You have hookers and johns up and down the street. You have that have turned in to two uh, to two Netflix specials. I don't want to be a Netflix special. Screw that. President Trump's not wrong on this, but you know why? And, and I'm not mad at anybody. I'm more fr- my, This is where my frustration and my passion goes to. It goes to the lack. Luster. It goes to the lackluster leadership in Oakland. And I want to make this straight. I'm just going to – I want to make one more before I go on to my next segment just momentarily. But I do want to say this. The Oakland Raiders didn't leave Oakland because Libby Schaaf didn't open up her books or didn't open up her checkbook. The Oakland Raiders left Oakland because Libby Schaaf and the city of Oakland has no leadership. They never gave the Raiders an ultimatum. Their passive-aggressive style that has hurt East Oakland and now its sports teams is why the Raiders left. Strong leadership like Kevin Johnson goes to these sports leagues, these billion-dollar sports leagues, and say, this is what we are going to do. We are going to have a sunset clause, a deadline. We need this from you. That's what Oakland lacked, not because the lack of opening up their their, their uh their checkbook. If anything, that's the one good thing that Libby Schaaf did do. 
She didn't open up her checkbook, but she showed no leadership. And this is affecting the city of Oakland. I also want to go to um, – I want to go to a – look, if this isn't media malfeasance, I don't know what the hell is. I want to um, – let me bring this up. Um, uh, so first, I do want to go to the Washington Post. That's what it is. Excuse me. I'm uh, writing solo here. So let's go to the Washington Post. The Washington Post writes this ridiculous this, – Trump keeps claiming that most dangerous cities in America are all run by Democrats. They aren't. Mm. All right. You go down, and it says most of the current mayors of these cities are Democrats. Two of the city's mayors with the most reported violent crimes overall, though, are independents, and one, the mayor of Jacksonville, Florida, is a Republican. But overall, all of these are run by Democrats. And maybe that if you are my friend and you are in East Oakland or you have spent time in Oakland, maybe it's because you're used to it. You don't know any different. And this isn't like who – like, and I'll tell you this. If those words came out of Joe Biden's mouth and he was actually able to string a sentence together without forgetting where he's at, if those words came out of Joe Biden's mouth, I'd say, wow, two things, one thing that both Republicans and Democrats can, can agree on. My question to you, though, is if President Trump rolled into Oakland and said, hey, I want to actually help you get better, I want to actually help you better your schools. I want to open up more grocery stores. I want to help you bring more banks to your city. What can I do? Would the city of Oakland even accept him? Would they accept the invite, or are they just too worried about partisan politics that they'd rather keep most of their community in poverty around trash and drug dealers and, de and, and feces that they wouldn't take it? Because you know where President Trump did extend an invitation to is Chicago. He recently just sent um, – looking. Here we go. So President Trump – President Donald Trump's letter to the governor of Illinois and mayor of Chicago as it reads, I write to you today to call your attention to urge an action on the devastating violence in Chicago. I have heartened to see crime reductions nationally the last few years. I have been horrified by the continued violence in this great American city. This last week in Chicago had their highest murder rate in, in their history, topping 2019. Okay. He's going and he's listing, right? A, hard, uh, a hardworking father killed, a Westside high school student murdered, a college freshman who hopes to become a correctional officer gunned down. The weekend of May 29th, 25 people killed and another 85 wounded by gunfire. That's not hell. That's something that you'd expect in the Middle East, in Iran, in Syria, not in the United States. This has been going on well before. This, had, this happened before even Barack Obama. Violence and death, which are disproportionately harming young African Americans and tragic and unacceptable, particularly on such a shocking scale. And it continues to go. Uh, I will continue to lead the way to support the historically disadvantaged communities and would welcome your help in these endeavors. In December 2018, I signed into law the first act, marking the first major reform to our criminal justice system in over a decade. This brings historic reforms to make our justice system fair and to help inmates successfully transition baked. And transition back into society. Unlike previous administrations, it continues, of both parties, I'm willing to tackle unsolved challenges. If you are willing to put partisanship aside, we can, we can revitalize distressed neighborhoods in Chicago together. But to succeed, you must establish law and order. 
You need more cops, not less. And you want to know you want to know what uh, what do you call it? Um, what Oakland recently just did? The Mercury News reports in a unanimous vote, the board passed the George Floyd resolution to eliminate Oakland Schools Police Department. The annual 2.5 million dollars spent on the 10 total sworn officers and police administration is in, is instead expected to be redirected toward Toward student support services and other rest, uh, restorative justice re, restorative justice efforts. That's according to the Mercury News. Yeah, so I wonder how these health administrators would have helped the students in Florida when there was a gunman that came in there. You want to know where most school shootings happen? In gun-free zones. So you're taking more police out of these schools in East Oakland, and you think that's going to solve the problem? No, that's not going to solve the problem. As a matter of fact, there was a poll that just came out that when you pull, and I don't have it in front of me, but there was a, a Gallup poll that came out, that, or not a Gallup poll, but there was a new study that found when you take police officers out of communities, the immediate effect after that, crime goes up because there's no deterrence. There's no deterrence. To deter, there, there's no deterrence for crime when new business could come into Oakland. That's why you don't have major businesses starting off with banks, starting off with grocery stores coming into East Oakland. You don't have that because they don't have security. You need more cops, not less. Now, before I go on to my next topic, which I'm going to go to in just momentarily, I'm going to go look at the comments. Also, too, you guys are welcome to call in at 563-999-3498. 563-999-3498. I'm on Facebook Live. You can also catch me on YouTube at The Ray Paris Show. Um, I'm on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at It's Ray Paris. That's I-T-S-R-A-Y-P-E-R-E-Z. I-T-S-R-A-Y-P-E-R-E-Z. So I want to go to later on in my second segment coming up what Libby Schaff and Bubba Wallace taught us about racism. There's something new that, and it's good. It's actually, there, there's some good light in this. Um, I'm going to go to that in just a second, but I do want to just finish up here is, I, I'm willing to go out to Oakland. How can, we, um, how, how can we make Oakland better? And you know how you do that? Voting in better leadership. Not just voting in liberal progressives. That's how you, that's how you change it. No matter when Trump leaves, the problem isn't different. When Obama was here, the problem wasn't different. Guys, I'm going to go to break. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to The Ray Parrish Show. I'll be right back. Now, here's a little story I got to tell about three bad brothers you know so well. It started way back in history with that rock and me. My team. Been had a little horsey named Paul Revere. Just me and my horsey and a quart of beer riding across the land. Kicking up sand, sheriff splashes on my tail, cause I'm in demand. One lonely BCIP, all by myself without nobody. The sun is beating down on my baseball hat. The air is getting hot, the beer is getting flat. Looking for a girl, I ran into a guy. His name is MCA. I said howdy, he said hi. 
right, guys. Hey, welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Feel free to call in at uh, 563-999-3498. I do want to hear from you guys. You guys can also follow me on YouTube at The Ray Paris Show and on Periscope at It's Ray Paris. We have actually had tons to talk about earlier. President Trump was talking about Oakland and how it's a hell to live in. My thing was is that he's not talking about the culture. He's not talking about the people. He's not talking about the food scene. He's not talking about the sports scenes, which I was a part of. I was part of Oakland quite some time. And you know what's the one thing that I actually wanted to add on the last segment? When I fed, o- when I fed the homeless in Oakland a couple of years ago, this was in 2015, and I gave this mother peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with her two kids. There were no, no older than seven and nine. Gave them peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and the kids went to town on these sandwiches. And it's 2 p.m. on a Saturday. And I said – Wow, you guys really like the PB, PB&J sandwiches. And the kid said, we haven't eaten since 5 p.m. the previous day. And I saw that they were living in a van. I walked out, and I see a woman who's – obviously she's pregnant. She's cold. It's two days before Christmas. We give her, we, we give her a, a used leather jacket, and she goes, I'm so cold. That broke, that, that, that broke me. I'm not here for my self-aggrandizement by any means. But then I look around, and I see piles of trash. I see needles. I see alcohol bottles. I see spray paint from the local gangs. I see homeless everywhere. One guy had been there since the early 90s, and I come back to, to, to uh, my middle-class neighborhood where I go, man, I have it easy. I literally told my parents that night, I'm a thousand air, literally. I'm a thousand air. Going to Oakland broke me. And it broke because the next day I'm stepping foot in a ginormous coliseum where you have people throwing around a ball making millions of dollars. And then that said owner has the audacity to want taxpayer money. He has his when, when there's little to no investment in his city. In excuse me, when there's little to no investment in the city of Oakland, and politicians are nowhere to be found. But I also want to continue on with. Um, I want to continue on to this Bubba Wallace thing is, uh, you know, Mayor Libby Schaaf and NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace teaches us something about racism. Over the, over the last week, Bubba Wallace, a NASCAR, uh, a NASCAR driver, um, who is the only African-American driver in NASCAR, had a false alarm. There was allegedly a noose found in his garage, and immediately after the rope was looped, after the, after the rope with a loop was found, all of NASCAR marched with him. I thought it was fantastic. As you can see, all, all of NASCAR uh, marched with him, and because everybody thought that someone gave, put, set up this noose that was specifically for him because he's the only African-American to drive here. And I'm going to show you guys. If you guys are watching me um, on YouTube or Periscope, everybody got behind Bubba Wallace without question, and everybody in NASCAR, majority of them are white, as you're going to see momentarily. Every, like there, it's a big hashtag, I stand with Bubba. Everybody on social media said, how dare they? And some were like, well, hmm, I don't know. And here, the, the, the view, here what I'm showing is Bubba's in his car, and he's coasting at like two miles an hour. You have all of NASCAR walking behind him. I think that's phenomenal. That is a great view right there. That is literally America. That, that right there in Alabama, America, in the South, People getting behind the one African-American driver in NASCAR that is predominantly white. Getting be- That's a beautiful scene. Okay? But 
But people think like, okay, let, let, let me go back. Okay, we're also two weeks, what three weeks removed from the horrid, the horrid murder of George Floyd. And the moment that George Floyd was murdered, it went viral. The the death, the video went viral, and within 24 hours, everybody had a black screen all over the social media. And that's fantastic. In solidarity across the board, all of social media. That's great. And going back to the uh, Bubba Wallace incident, they had to call, NASCAR called in 15, 15 FBI agents to find that there was no link to racism. It looked, yeah, it looked like a noose. But my question, that I have to beg the question, in NFL locker rooms and NBA and MLB, there's cameras all over the place, and these are just players. But NASCAR... These are multi-million dollar cars. There's no surveillance. You couldn't look at your surveillance. You couldn't have done this research. You couldn't have called law enforcement and said, hey, can you check this out for me? And you know what this proves? This proves that we're not as racist as everybody thinks they are, and that's a good thing. The same thing happened. Let's go back to Libby Schaff. The Mercury News reports that we're getting to that. Um, So... Noose in Oakland Park were exercise aids, man says. And it starts, Oakland's mayor said five ropes found hung from the trees in a city park are nooses and racially charged symbols of terror. But a resident said they merely exercise, they are merely exercise equipment that he had put up there months ago. Mayor Libby Schaff said Wednesday that a hate crime investigation was underway after a social media post identified a noose at the city's popular Lake Merritt. Police said that searched the area on Tuesday and found five ropes attached to the tree. Let's go down. Victor Sengbi, who is black, told KGO-TV that the ropes were part of a rigging that he and his friends used as part of a larger swing system. He also shared the video of swinging in use. Out of dozens and hundreds and thousands of people that walked by, no one has thought that it looked anywhere close to a noose. Folks have used it. For exercise, it was really a fun addition to the park, and he tried to create it, Sengbi said. Here's my point about this, okay, is some of you, if you could, if, this is just some of you, not all, but some of you. If some of you guys could order racism on demand and have it delivered to you via your Amazon Prime, you'd do it. But the truth of the matter is, there isn't enough racism that you actually think there is to go around. And you want to know why every time, every time you see racism, a glimpse of racism anywhere in the country, we, ha- we live in a beautiful society where we have these things called iPhones, where the moment something happens, you record it, it loads up to social media, and bam, there's something racist. Just like during this pandemic, think of something that you ran out of during this pandemic in early March or late March, early April, what was in short supply but high demand where the cost of said thing cost so high because you, you didn't have enough of it? That's the same thing with racism. There's not enough racism, so when you do find it, it's so polarizing. We do not live in a society where our society is conducive to racism, at least not outside of the four walls of your own home. No one's saying that there's no racism. Of course there is. 
There's going to be racism when I die. There's going to be racism when your grandchildren die. There's going to be racism when your great-grandchildren die. But the truth of the matter is, our society is not conducive over racism. You had all of NASCAR. All of NASCAR, which is predominantly white, walk behind Bubba Wallace, and they didn't even know what – they didn't even know for sure if it was racism. It was a knee-jerk reaction, and that's beautiful. I think that's great. The moment that you think that there's an inkling of racism, you get behind them, and that's great. But the thing is, some of you guys are trying too hard or are desperate to be Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King Jr., you can't make a, an impact on civil rights movement because the racism isn't there. I, like, some of you guys have this mentality of I want to be relevant. People in the civil rights movement paid the price. We are fortunate. We are beyond fortunate to be the beneficiaries of Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. You go back to even early 1980s. You think that, pic, that video that we saw of Bubba Wallace would have happened in 1980s Selma, Alabama? The other day I watched the, the movie, uh, uh, what is it, Mer- Mercy with Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. And uh, Michael B. Jordan plays, plays this African-American who graduates from Harvard, and he's taking on these pro bono cases of African-Americans, or not just African-Americans, but anybody who's on death row. And during that whole movie, which was placed in the mid-80s or early 90s, there's systematic racism there. There is full-blown Systematic racism, racism everywhere. Guys being thrown into prison on death row because it looks like they did the crime. And if you watch it, you would think the takeaway from that is that's what our current modern day society is like. And it's not. Because you want to know what's wrong with that? We are creating this. um, It's no longer we need to fight white power. We don't need to. It's, it's no longer we need to uh, fight white supremacy. It's turned into we need to fight whiteness. It, it turns out to be that if the, if the dint of my skin isn't as dark as you want it to be, I have to pay a price for something. And that's just not true. This what shows from Bubba Wallace and Libby – like as soon as Libby Schaff – Yes, go ahead. Uh, by the way, really quick, guys, you guys are more than welcome to ask me questions in the chat. I'll bring them in. Um, feel free to also call in at 563-999-3498. Uh, I'll also take your, your questions as well. But this is a beautiful thing. This is a very beautiful thing. What we saw Libby Schaaf, the moment that she called, the FBI said there's something racist going in here, and they came in, like five of them, ten of them, Bubba Wallace, 15 FBI agents came in. Great. And it wasn't racist. That's a good thing. And I think that some of you are unhappy that it turned out not to be racist. And that's sad because you know what that's also turning into is if you're white, not, not, not white supremacy, but if you just look white, if you just look white, you need to atone for your sins, atone for something that you didn't do. That's where kneeling has gone way past to way past the uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, uh, p- police brutality. It's gone past that. Kneeling has turned into you need to atone for your sins that you never committed. That's what it's turned into. And the one thing that I that we can see, as I've mentioned before already, is 
that racism isn't in high supply as it meets the, 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 the demand for racism doesn't meet the supply, and that's a good thing. Feel free, feel free to send me uh, messages. I want to take a quick little breather before, uh, before we um, – give me about 20 seconds. I want to take a quick 20-second break, and I'll be right back going on to the next topic. Also, feel free to send me some questions here. We'll be right back. Don't get anywhere. You're listening to the, uh, to the Ray Parrish Show here on Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for tuning in. I wanted to go take a quick, quick break here. So uh, Millennial, Millennial was right, asks me, um, who do you think is Biden's VP pick? Was thinking Harris, but she'd be bad in this environment. You know, here's the thing is I don't know if the VP pick is going to actually make much of a difference. Uh, this is what I think uh, Biden is going to do, and I think this is what's going to happen, and his team is going to try his best to do it. Excuse me, let me take this quick drink. I think what's going to happen is, is I think President Biden is going to collect whoever he is. It's probably going to be uh, a woman of color, which it has to be. And then he's going to try to stay into his bunker as long as he can. He's not going to take any questions. He hasn't taken an, an, a question. He hasn't taken a press conference in over 80 days. I think that while – because him not speaking right now puts him ahead of President Trump right now. And I know a lot of you guys are – you know it's been seen on the news that – Joe Biden is leading in the polls right now. But the one thing that needs to be seen when you watch these polls, as unpopular as President Trump is right now, Joe Biden doesn't even hit 51% in approval rating. So how is it that a, that a glass of water, basically, has 50% and hasn't said anything? Um, I'm getting some... So... I. Um, so we got some news hot off the Twitter press. So warning, distressed footage, video shows brazen daylight shooting of Chicago Southside as gun violence cases continue to spike. As a matter of fact, let me share this with you guys. So I'll share this with you guys. If you guys are following me on, on Periscope at It's Ray Paris. So... This is breaking news. This is what happens when you have breaking news here, right? So video shows brazen daylight shooting on Chicago's south side as gun violence cases continue to spike. And you see here someone takes a gun, takes a gun, and points it into a window and just shoots and walks away. Walks away like, oh, I don't know, just hanging out. What's up, dude? Oh, bang, bang, bang. Because that's not hell, right? That's not hell, right? That's just peachy. Great. Don't worry about it. All good here. All right, guys. Hey, I want to go on to my next subject here. Um, so it looks like the coronavirus makes a comeback after taking two weeks off. Only red states are seeing a resurgence as being reported. Texas, Arizona, Florida. That's not really true. 
the coronavirus is seeing a resurgence all over the world, not just red states. Arizona, Texas, and Florida may be in the headlines, but you want to know why? You want to know why these red states are only the ones in, in headlines? It's because they're Republican-ran states. But we're also – the reality is we're seeing a resurgence all over the world, including Europe. According to a British newspaper, Telegraph, the coronavirus is resurging all over the world. I'm going to share that with you. So looking – ah, here we go. Uh, so Europe. So Europe sees rise in number of COVID-19 cases for the first time in months. The WHO warns, and it continues. Europe saw an increase in the number of weekly cases of the coronavirus for the first time in months last week. With the, with the easing of lockdown restrictions fueling the rise, the World Health Organization has said. The epicenter of the pandemic may have moved from Europe to America, but Dr. Hans Kluge, the WHO's regional director for Europe, warned the continent was still seeing more than 20,000 cases and 700 deaths a day. But the news that we're seeing in the media is it's only these red states. And you know what? Like, I don't know, again, is this, I don't know if this is dishonesty. I don't know if this is media malfeasance, but this is just crap, okay? Black Lives Matter protests have not led to a spike in coronavirus cases, research says. Despite warnings from public health officials, new research suggests Black Lives Matter protests across the country have not led to a jump in coronavirus cases. A new study published this morning, or the, excuse me, this month, by the National Bureau of Economic Research uses data, uh, used data on protests from more than 300 of the largest U.S. cities and found no evidence that coronavirus cases grew in the weeks following the beginning of the protest. In fact, researchers determined that social distancing behaviors actually went up after protest. Okay, how, dis- like, how dishonest can you be? Florida and Texas opened up their states the second week of May. These protests started May 26th. How is that even possible? Because you know why? They're lying. They're being dishonest. Is it true that more, uh, that more people have gone out and they've gone to clubs? Of course. But it's also true that there was a swath of of riots and protests. Nowhere near, let's not mistake this, this is nowhere near the amount of protests of most people, either on the center or the right, that wanted to open up the country. You went to the, you went to, you went to what? A couple here, you went to Sacramento here in California, there was one in Michigan. You see them here and there across the country. But across the country, you saw thousands Thousands of people yelling, tearing down statues, rioting, looting. A lot of them were violent. If there was, if there was one shooting, one, if there was one shooting at a protest to open up the, to open up the country, do you, you think that would be called mostly peaceful or you think they'd call it violent? When you hear the, the protesters with Black Lives Matter and racial injustice, and there's rioters and looters, it's mostly peaceful. Yeah, that's kind of like saying she's mostly pregnant, but she's not. You're either pregnant or you're not. The reality is, in Europe, there's 195,000 deaths in Europe, or excuse me, 195 uh, 
195,000 cases in Europe and 125,000 cases in the U.S. The L.A. Times reports county phases critical moment as coronavirus cases keep surging. Last I checked, California is one of the most stringent states to have opened up in the last two to three weeks. So according to this CNN article, protesting, protesting, no coronavirus, no pandemic, but once you open up, you do have a pandemic. Also, too, coming hot off the Twitter press, too, is um, – I don't even have it ready here. That's how new it is. There's an LGBTQ plus gay pride parade going on, I believe, in the East Coast. Coronavirus, it took a break again. Okay? Also, too, CDC reports – CDC reports the coronavirus has infected 10 times more people than previously thought. This is a good thing. The coronavirus has likely infected 10 times more people in the U.S. than the current official count reflects, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. It continues, our best estimate right now is that for every case that we've recorded, there actually were 10 other, indicate, there are other, 10 other infections, CDC Director Robert Redfield told reporters on Thursday. Officials report that 2.3 million cases of the virus in the U.S., uh, in the U.S., so CDC's estimate would mean that more than 20 million Americans have been infected by the virus, whether they knew it or not. You know what this means? This means that the, that the death rate is actually a lot lower. But the bad news is, is that this that this virus, you can actually it, it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? You can uh, you can easily pass it along. Also, too, Jeremy Boring over at the Daily Wire, he tweeted out cases are rising among. The young and working aged. Yes, that's what happens when you reopen. The low risk and healthy have to get it for us to achieve any kind of herd, herd immunity to protect the vulnerable. It can, help, it can happen fast with an economy and society or slowly while we lose both. Okay, this, so all of this is good news still. If it means that there's actually more people infected than actually thought, so you have higher cases – but, lo- but then you have higher cases and lower death rates. That's a, that's a pretty good thing. Washington State has been hit. New York State records more deaths than Texas and Florida, but you don't see that reported, huh? Texas does pause the opening of the state, but doing this isn't supposed to eradicate the spread. It's only supposed to slow the spread. So the question here is, what's the best policy? The best policy here is to protect the elderly and the vulnerable and socially distance. Limit large gathering. Wearing a mask doesn't reduce the risk to zero, but it also reduces your risk 30 to 40%. I'd rather have 40% than nothing at all. And like I said, a lot of these states that are in the news, Arizona, Florida, Texas, they all open the second week of May. What are you talking about? Um, Also, uh, so, again, what I would say here is racism, it seems that racism is more important than the coronavirus. Um, and that's what people care mo- most about. All right, guys, so the did you see that? The did you see that? All right, did you see that Bart Simpson, Paw Patrol, are victims of, I guess, race? The Guardian reports the Simpsons stopped using white actors to voice non-white actors. The Simpson, it, the Guardian reports, 
the, the Simpsons is ending the use of white actors to voice characters of color. The show's producers have said moving forward, Simpsons will no, the Simpsons will no longer have white actors voice non-white actors. They said in a statement on Friday, the statement did not elaborate, but then, but the move follows years of pl- public pressure about the Fox television shows, Indian convenience store character, Apu, who has been voiced by Hank Azaria. Azaria has also voiced Simpsons character of black police officer Lou and the Mexican-American Bumble, Bumblebee man. The white actor Harry Shearer has played Dr. Hibbert, who is black. Isn't the Simpsons yellow? What the hell? All right, here's another one. Over at the New York Times, they write, the protests come for Paw Patrol. A backlash is mounting against depictions of good cops on television in the streets. I know, and you know what else is being taken off, off of TV? Cops. Cops, which started out in 1985. What I don't understand is many of, like, I'm all for this, putting cameras on cops. And the cameras that go on cops can't be turned off. So don't you want more cameras, not less? But you want to know why. You want to know why people don't like cops. Because it portrays in a good light. That's why you don't like it. But that's what you want. You want to show that the police keep you safe. We want to invest into better policing, not defund them. All of this is just getting out of control. All right, guys. So before we go, I'll take any more questions. All right, guys. So, hey, thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. It's always fun coming on here and spouting off. I appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm Ray Paris. This is The Ray Paris Show. You guys have a good night.